It's your girl, Marquita, but you know what they like to call me, Miss Hollywood. <clears throat> we will be going live here shortly, but I'm going to start my interview. Is it me or was it hiding here? Is it me or was it Everybody, it's your girl Marquita, but they like to call me what Miss Hollywood. <laughs> You're tuned into yet another episode of So Hollywood the Podcast. Um uh dang, I had a brain fart just that fast. But <laughs> play us fuck up. Anyway, So Hollywood the Podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally, and I bring them together with this thing called entertainment. <laughs> If you guys don't know and if you have never tuned in, please, you're in for a rude awakening. Um, but as you know, I do a recap of my latest episode, episode 55. I had DJ Headbuster, a Tampa native. He has so many things going for himself besides DJing. He owns a wine company, NYLA. He's a travel agent. He does HB marketing. Um, he's the creator of Supply and Demand, in which I was on his mixtape. Uh, I believe it was number 19. I don't have the actual footage in front of me, but yeah, it was number 19. So uh, make sure you guys follow him, DJ Headbuster813. Catch the latest episodes on your favorite podcast streaming platform as well as here on Instagram, So Hollywood the Podcast. Um, and if you want to be a guest, just um, inbox me or either go to www.allofhollywood.biz. That's where I'm taking all of my information. Uh, 40 after. I like to do this thing called Sweet 16. Um, being that I have a guest, I'm going to see if he can um, spit a little Sweet 16. 45 after, I do this thing called Top 5. Five questions, five answers, all in which are catered to my guests, each guest. 50 after, I do this thing called Exclusive Access. Um, anything that you can give me or my listeners that you haven't given to anyone else or any other media platform. 55 after, Wind It Down, which is shout outs, last words, where they can find you. Uh, question of the day. Now listen, listen. You have to listen closely. I have my I I ask this question and then at the end of the show I get my guests to answer it. So the question of the day is what bothers you about the industry? Why and what is your solution to fixing it? Um so yeah, with without further ado, I'm going to bring up my special guest. 
Grammy-nominated songwriter June Summers. Let me give you let me give you your flowers before you start getting up in here and start talking. He is a New York native, Rochester to be exact. Uh, Grammy-nominated songwriter, actor, singer, uh, former. I don't know if it's former. I don't want to say former, but. Uh, Lostboro Entertainment artist <laughs> and currently 3AM Music Group. Uh, that's his situation. And then also the last but not least, his EP, his latest EP, No Hard Feelings on all streaming platforms. <laughs> hey, how you doing? doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Up on you. You say what? You know I had to pull up on you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't, you didn't got Hollywood on me. No, I was playing. I, <laughs> I'm just playing. How are you doing? I, I have June Summers here. How are you doing today? Can't complain at all, man. I'm just happy to be here. Happy to still been able to do what I love to do. Um, and just continue to you know knock down goals and you know, stuff like that. I'm just happy to be. <laughs> I appreciate you sliding through. Um, you are current. Where where are you currently? I live in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Because I know you were in LA at one point, I believe, and then um, of course you were in Virginia, and then uh, of course you're from Rochester, New York. So we're going to get into that here shortly. But I want to begin my interview. This is episode fifty six, June Summers. Uh, so Hollywood the podcast. Uh, but yes. I want to. I asked all of my guests this question: uh, How did this thing called entertainment enter your life? Um, me in particular, you know, I come from a church background. So I started like singing church. You okay. know what I mean? As kid, I probably was four or five years old, and you know, singing solos in front of the in front of the whole. And I came from a pretty big church, one of the one of the bigger churches in the city. So I kind of already had a knack for kind of performing, mm-hmm. um, um, just being in front of people and doing, you know, singing. So it started from, you know, once you get older, it's like church, I want to sing no more. You know, I wanted to rip them. Stop. <laughs> after that, your, I started Your rapping. audio is choppy just a little bit. You said what? Yes, that's better. Um, well, yeah, then I started rapping, and my first, like, want to really be in the industry was as a rapper. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't even as a, I had totally stopped singing and, you know, just fully rapping. So, um, sooner than later, I was challenged by my older sister, also, and she asked me, she challenged me to write a song. Mm-hmm. And once I right actual like R&B songs so it opened up a different lane a whole different way of thinking you know the rest is <laughs> so your fa- but your father was also involved in the entertainment industry correct well my father was billboard as like one of the top 100 um artists to look forward to in the future um I think I don't remember what number he was but he was right next to Public Enemy wow so, you know selling records all around the country, out the country. So, but I, I, I mean, I was around for that, but I was a little kid. You know what I mean? Like I, he stopped like really singing 
um, like that perspective and started singing gospel mm-hmm. probably around I was like five. Okay. Okay. So, so it wasn't like, you know, I was at studios with pops and, you know, I seen them, you know, in that light. I didn't know really much about that part until I got the older I got, the more I heard stories and I would see little and stuff like that. So, but yeah, I got it honestly. No, oh, so, okay. I was about to say, do you see any similarities in like how you guys record, how you guys like just overall as an entertainer, like what were, what was the, what, what, Ugh, I can't get it out. What did you see <laughs> that was similar to you and your father? Uh, I think the biggest thing is like our demeanor. Okay. Uh, say that like from a, just from a performance standpoint, like I'm kind of a late guy. Um, by, and I've got that obviously. So like old videos of him performing, he's really not wild doing a bunch of stuff. Like, this late, kind of vibe is. Um, Awesome. (laughs) So, um, once you saw your father in that light, when did you start to go into like the, the church outlet and start to sing? Cause you said you were five years old. Like when, when your when your dad kind of quit that side of it and started the, the church side. So is that when you begin your performances or your, you know, your talent shows, your stuff like that? Um, I mean, first, like when I was singing in church, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> this wasn't, <laughs> this wasn't a uh, volunteer. I didn't have a choice in the matter. I was getting in the choir. You're going to sing. Twice. So if I couldn't sing, I could have been the worst singer in the church. I still would have had to sing in the choir. There was no way. Of- <laughs> I mean, but it just so happens that I was able to sing. So right. once I was choir and, you know, people begin to hear me within the choir, the pianist and the directors of the choir, you know, it was like, oh, we like this, this kid. Try to see if you can learn a song. Mm-hmm. So from then to like my mom and my pops helped me learn a song. You know, again, five, six years old, I ain't trying to go home and song. I'm trying to play. Right. You know, I don't care about but um, you know they was adamant about it. They made sure that they you know got me got me on. It just went from there, and the love for singing developed in church. Right. Um, but like honestly, like I said, I ain't have a choice. Like, <laughs> thing for for the most part was my mom. Okay. Like, grown, mom was the one that had us in church. Me, my sister, and my mom. Was it? You know, Pops was at the crib or at the studio. You know, these were early years. So, like I said, probably around like five or six, he changed life and started singing for the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) He started singing. So then he started coming, you know, little by little. He was sitting in the back of the church. And then a couple weeks later, he moved his way up. He was in the middle. As time progressed, you know, he was closer. And then before you know it, like he was trying to utilize his own talents in the church. He was singing in the church too. Aww. So and I probably helped a lot too. You know, just seeing him I I've seen him sing in church a million times. I've never seen him in person like sing at like a show that had it that wasn't to do with right. <laughs> singing in churches a million times. And my older sister, she was the same way she did as well. So 
you know, I would see both of them sing in church. All three of us would, you know, never know what it Depending on what Sunday you came in on, you know, if the youth choir was singing, it might have been me. <laughs> At church, if the, the male chorus was singing on this Sunday, St. Pops up there probably singing the solo. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, it definitely developed there though, from church. And, um, naturally. So, you know, so fresh. I know you initially said you your career started as a rapper, but when, so when did that side like make that transition? Like coming from church, not being able to listen to certain music and do certain things, you were still in an area where it was kind of like there, like New York is just very prominent with certain things. So how was that transition for you to, to be like, okay, well, I still have the R&B soul, the, you know, the, the church background, but now I'm a rapper, if that makes right. sense. So how did that <laughs> happen? That transition pretty much came um, from, like I said, growing up in the church. Once I got to a certain age, you know, 12, 13, 14, it wasn't cool no more for me to sing in the, in the choir. I didn't think it was cool. Right. You know what I mean? Rip and run. I wanted to sit out my mat church. I want to sit in the back with the homies. I want to sneak out, go to the store. I wasn't on it. Like, I'm cool. So I, I, like, I took myself out of the choir. And what I started doing, I had options. They gave me options. About 12 or 13, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be in the choir no more. I don't want to sing in the choir. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, well, you got to do something. So my pops is like, uh, I'll teach you how to play the drum. I played the drum. I took myself out of the choir and I started playing drums for the choir. So I did that for maybe like two years, I want to say. Maybe like two years or something. I played the drums for the choir. You're going to be in this goddamn church, right? <laughs> I don't care what it is. You could be an art, draw pictures in, in, on the mural if you want to. You're going to be at this church. You know what I mean? I didn't. They didn't latch off of that, so I probably got around 15 Maybe going into sixteen, about kind of got lapsed to where I mean, sixteen and growing. seventeen was like high school, right? High school bound, about to go to college, so to speak. Late middle school, early, maybe like eighth or ninth grade is when I kind of, you know, I kind of stepped a big step back. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. just I'm thinking no more. You know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. has to do with the era. You know what I'm saying? That right. we came up era of hip hop at this time is when all the legends were, were born. You know what I mean? This is when Snoop was popping. This is when Jay was popping. This is when Cash, not Cash Money, uh, Juvenile and them boys. You know what I'm saying? Um, just so many different people were popping. Eminem, all these people came out in my era of teenage years. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that probably played a, a real big part in it too just because, you know, that's what we was listening to. You know what I, mean? I wasn't listening to church out of church. And out of church, I really wasn't listening to R&B. I didn't really have a love for R&B. And I think that's I hadn't fallen into R&B. Oh, okay. Love for music, but my love came from uh, more of a writing side. But this early, I didn't know I could write songs, write poetry. As a young boy, I should write poetry. And that played into writing. And then I was cool at work. I mean, that was my strong point. So 
rapping naturally felt great. So yeah, we was at the lunch table, freestyling, battling niggas on the corner, all that. Yeah, we was I was on that. Um, cause then I had love with me. Um, and then I want to say my sister, the challenge that my sister gave me to write a song, or I want to say I started taking rap serious around like sixteen or seventeen. Okay. Okay. Um, and the challenge from her came when I was probably around like Your audio is choppy a little bit again. Come on, 5G. Don't make me look bad. <laughs> no, we good. We're good. I gave you now. We're good. Okay. Um, yeah, so she challenged me to write the song. Um, I write this song. The song turns out to be dope. So... She was like one of my main. She was she was one of my main supporters even with the rap. She's your oldest, was, your older sister. Okay. Hey, alum, I guess I'll say that. Um, but yeah, she um was the one like when I was rapping. She was the one like nah, like telling people all, all her older friends like nah, June really on that. Like June really he dope. And then so once I started doing the song shit, like she was like the mo- the main person, like, yo, you need to write some songs, bro. Like, what are you doing? Write some music. So, um, it kind of like snowballed from there. Like I, I didn't just immediately stop rapping. Um, I started like in secrecy, writing songs on the low or trying just, you know, dibbling, dabbling in secrecy, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And then, um, I started going to like talent shows and stuff like that, rapping. Mm-hmm. talent shows and all of that all around New York I would go to talent shows um, and what it would be is like 50 dudes in there rapping right? and no singers so one day I randomly was just thinking like like I'm a singer that's what it was I wrote a song that the verses were raps and the hook he's singing so when I come out you know my when you see me you automatically probably think like my dude's about to rap right last thing they start singing so um I wrote the song, like, cool. So I would go out, rap the whole hook, got everybody on it. They think I'm rapping, rapping. And then I would just bust out on the hook. Bang. <laughs> and I would fuck up the whole, whole audience would be like shocked. Like, what the fuck did we just see? But that was like what set me apart. Like, that was the, the times where I started seeing like, oh, okay. They was feeling that singing shit. Like, I should keep doing that. You know what I'm saying? So kept doing it but like as time progressed like I started uh singing more mm-hmm. making more more singing less rap until eventually I started feeling like gee what am I writing a rap for and if I sat down to write a rap I would might write two or three lines and be like gee just write a song why did you just write a song and I just started doing it then sooner than later I started kind of getting the vibe for it and I approached songwriting the same way I approached rap Okay. From a, you know what I mean, like I like wordplay and even like um, my content. You know what I mean. I never wanted to be like um, I forgot the dude's name. I don't want to know if you create, keep it on the low. He was in the tub. Yeah. He was in the wet with his clothes on. Oh my God! I can't think of it. 
Was it a whiner? Uh, Mario whiner? Is it him? That might be him. But I just use him as, as an example because that's how R&B music was at this time. Like, R&B music was so emotional. Carl Thomas emotional. Everything was so soft. You know what I'm saying? And I was a little bit too hard, rough around the edges, fly. You was like the Eric the, Eric Bellinger of 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 the uh, that that generation. Yeah, I was harder than Eric Bellinger. Eric Bellinger only so all that. If people know, hey, that people know I did a, uh, my first mixtape, singing mixtape. I dropped with K Slay. It was called <laughs> Street to the Sheep. Is what it was called. Street to the Sheep. K Slay hosted it. You know what I mean? And I did, like, I remixed all of the rap beats for the first half of the mixtape. Mm-hmm. Then the second tape, I remixed all of the love songs or the R&B songs, but to my own kind. So instead of talking about the shit that, you know, they normally talk about love and broken hearts and stuff, like, I still would talk about that shit, but I would talk about it from my perspective, and I would deliver it how I interpret it. Right. You know what I mean? So it just gave it a different spin. You know what I mean? And then I, you know, like I said, I'm a little rough around the edges. I'm a little loose with the bullshit. <laughs> so it was entertaining. People like people liked it. You know what I'm saying? Because at the time, nobody was singing like that. Right. And, you know, that was the gift and the curse because being that nobody was singing like that, it was like left fit to a lot of people. It was like, whoa, I ain't ready for that. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready to hear So Sick of Love songs. I don't want to hear shit you talking about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or they wanted me to pour it around the circles. They wanted me to beat Chris Brown, run it. You know, I just wasn't that. You know what I mean? So, um, but like I said, around it was a gift in the curse. Around what age was DJ K Slay? Because at this point, K- at this point, were you did you create um, Lost Borough Entertainment, or was this after? Yes. Oh, okay. This so- was y'all did this. Me, Doe, Low. I mean, uh, Lou Show. Like, so many people, we put this together ourselves. We had a studio on road. Is this around the same time y'all had the Fabulous? Con- it was a Fabulous? I think I remember this show. It was it was a huge show, I think, at the Pavilion. And mm-hmm. y'all had, I think, Fabulous was out there. It was, like, it was huge. Like, the biggest one I think y'all put on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, I forgot. to. T- uh, we're going to get into that uh, Ocean Breeze. We're going to get into that because I still talk to Uncle Luke. The when oh, Uncle Luke, okay, we still good. <laughs> that was my guy. The uh, the Buffy chick was there too. Yes, wasn't she? yes, it, yes, yes, she was, and I still tell I'm, that story to this day. And he's like, "Man, I got a baby out of that." <laughs> <laughs> but that's another story. But um, bring it back to what was I saying? I didn't lost all train of thought. Um. <laughs> Bring it back to like like DJ K Slay. Like you said, you were in the Lost Boro days. Um, so when you moved to Virginia during that time, like what? Okay, so what made you move from New York to Virginia? Um, I got like kicked out. <laughs> oh shit! Nah, well, I mean, what it was was I had went to college. I graduated from high school. I went to college, mm-hmm. and I. Um, from unfortunate terms, I got let go from the dorm. Mm-hmm. So I had to go back home. You know what I mean? So when I went back home, I was home messing around for a few months. And my pops was kind of like, yo, you can't be here with that bullshit pretty much. <laughs> like, Jesus. 
Figure it either out. You come back to the church. Either you come right. back to the church. Or oh, it was over the church. <laughs> it was over. By, by this time, I wasn't even gone. Oh, what? <laughs> I wasn't even gone. By this time, they were trying to wake me up on Sundays. Like, hey, you coming to church? <gasps> nah, I think about it. I might. I'll let y'all know type of shit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm gone all day, all night. I'm back home. Right. Ripping and running them up to no good. Uh-oh. So... His plan was, all right, cool. You need to figure it out. So ever since my sister went to Norfolk State, okay, I always loved Norfolk. Like, that was my first, like, black college experience. And it was like, damn, <laughs> yo, like, I held those memories close. Bro, you I remember going to the both. freshman dorm, to the gate, all that booty shit. Like, it was to the crazy. Booty gate. So, the booty gate. You already know. They had the booty games been here box. for decades. Were you, of course you were there for sweat the sweat box. box. Oh, my God. My mama, <laughs> did you know this? <laughs> so, Pops is like, all right, um, cool. Now, I've known Doe since, like, middle school. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Early, early middle school, I've known Doe. Those Pops and my Pops go way back. Oh. You know what I mean? I hope both of our families are just real tight-knit in right. Rochester, real um, cross-knit, so... I go down there. <laughs> I go down there with my sister because she's like, yeah, I'm going to put you up on game and show you uh, where to live at, see if we can get you, like, rent you a, rent you a room at somebody's house. At this Facts. point, I don't care. I'm like, cool. Facts. I rent a room around the corner on Kerpru, Kerpru, wherever the street is. Kerpru, <laughs> put me over there, and I'm cool. Facts. So I go, and uh, while we there, she's like, oh, yeah, I think go down here, too. But I'm not like I don't, I don't got I don't know how to contact. Him. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I call his dad. Hey, yo, is Doe down in VA? He like, yeah, he's down. He's been down there for a couple years. And I'm like, all right, back. What's his number? I call Doe. I link up with Doe like that same day. Pull up on Doe. Tell him what's going on here. Yeah, I'm about to come down here, and you know, I got put out to school. <laughs> so, moms and pops is trying to get rid of me and take <laughs> and send me to Norfolk. So I'm telling him, like, you know, I'm about to go to school down here and I'm about to rent a room. He's like, yo, why rent a room? You might as stay at the crib where I stay at. You know what I'm saying? So I'm Perfect. like, all right, cool. What's that? So I leave, go back to New York, get my shit together, and then I come right back. Right. So I come back. I'm doing the school thing. Like, I'm going to school. You the know early, what I mean? Was this I'm, the early 2000s? Yeah, this okay. is like 2002. Okay, I came down in 2001. Okay, so, so yeah, this I was a year where... after you got down. Yeah, there. okay, 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 okay. That was a year after, so, but this is before we was, like, we wasn't doing no parties yet. Okay. There was no party, okay. no promo. This is when uh, bro was still working at a job still, you know Ooh. what I'm saying? And we were still in, doing school classes and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Comp USA days. <laughs> I used to go to... These are heydays. These So, um... I come down, I'm just doing a school thing, so I end up finding a studio. Okay. Somehow, some way, I forgot the dude's name. Um, damn, I forgot his name. But um, so I'm starting to go to the studio. I go the first day. He's like, cool, you can come whenever you want, and you ain't got to pay. Just come rock out. I Listen, like your vibe. you are hitting with all kind of blessings right now. You ain't got to pay for no room with board. Your sister yeah. putting you up on game. You right by an all-black university, Norfolk State. And you ain't yeah. got to pay for studio time? My And God. I had to pay for studio time. Bro. So I'm that, like, cool. That's an artist's dream right there. <laughs> that's an artist's dream. For real. 
<laughs> so I um started going to the studio. So as I'm going, I'm just, you know, naturally playing my the stuff that I'm doing for my homies. Right. Niggas, my roommates and people I live with. You know what I mean? So it was like slowly but surely they started taking an interest in what I was doing too. Like they all knew I sung too. Right. You know what I'm saying? From right. back in the day, church days. So um they just started kind of taking the interest and then, you know, one time everybody wanted to come and, you know, they was all in the studio with me and then that's kind of how the dream birthed of doing it all together. Oh, okay. So from that birth, Lost Bro Entertainment. Okay. You know what I mean? We was like, cool. Dope. You, you going to manage name? me? Uh, I think I did. But that could start a whole argument. <laughs> Uh-oh. You say Uh-oh. that to the wrong person, it might start a whole argument. Uh-oh. Cause you know how niggas do. Right. Niggas, niggas is trying to take it's a credit for it. Nah, within a competition, it. like, right, bro, you know New York you people are that, already bro. competitive, so put put them in something like that. It's a wrap. Yeah, it's a wrap. So, <laughs> nigga, we don't have several arguments about lost bro name. Uh oh. Uh oh. So that was created. Yeah, it was created then, and then we just started grinding. So right after that was when we did the case play mixtape. Okay, okay. And so you tra- you had to travel back to um, New York, or he came he came to Virginia because I know case play in uh, like this is the 20th doing emails. Oh. <laughs> Ain't nobody had to go nowhere and get on nobody's plane or none of that. None of that. This was an email. I emailed him all of the tracks, the names of the tracks, the producers, and pretty much the things that I wanted him to touch on mm-hmm. and say to a degree, and then just told him, you know, other than that, do what K-Slay do. So you how did that mean? relationship and even build? So with, with y'all starting Lost World Entertainment, y'all already mm-hmm. collectively had, like, people outside, or or how did that, you know? how did that you happen? Uh-oh. We ain't have nothing. We have shit. <laughs> but with this, we paid them. Okay. Paid okay. Them. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, that was the our first time. You know, at this time, K Slade was like somebody. That's what you I'm saying. What I mean? That's what I'm saying. Right. So, you know, we just paid him. And I mean, I think we might have, he might have charged us something like, he might have charged us like $3,500, three grand or something. Which I know back then was more like six or seven grand. <laughs> He looked out. He he did y'all a lookout. Yeah, he definitely looked out. So mm. he um he did the the mixtape, Streets to the Sheets. Um, I dropped it. But this is so I'm fast forwarding a little bit. So mm. all right, we make Lost Bro. We start coming up with ideas to mm. uh, you know, to run our record label, you know what I mean, and to put it out and how to put the projects out and just everything. Just, With you um, being the first artist, correct? Okay. Right. Okay. The only artist. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> the only one. We can't share this son. Already. We can't share this. Yeah. Uh-uh. But uh, no, nah, it was cool because, I mean, we just started gr- grinding. We just hit the ground running. You know what I mean? And, um, we just started from the bottom. We took steps. I remember I had a few real good jobs in VA, and I used to quit. Mm. I would quit a job, heartbeat, like a heartbeat, and go sell CDs. Like I sit at my cubicle, wherever I'm at, right. whatever job I'm at, and be in my feelings one day, 
I'm supposed to be taking calls. I'm just sitting there like, hey, I could be, I could be opening better. up. I can be preparing for something. Stuff. This job is hindering me. Oh. Good job. Good benefit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I walk out. Mm. Hey, it's done. <laughs> I was going to dump. Hey, <laughs> my number hit me, bro. Cool. No, no. I'm out. Now I'll be at, uh, what's the mall? Um, perimeter is it Not what? Perimeter, uh, Pembroke, Lynn Haven, Lynn Haven, Pembroke, Pembroke MacArthur, all of them. <laughs> I pull up, like, you know what? I'm about to go print off. I will go to the crib, I will print 20 CDs up, marker on them, the name of the whatever, uh, right? Tomorrow, walking around trying to sell them. So, around the what year was that? What, what year was that? This is like three, okay? So, oh, this three. was right at like a literally a year after you got to VA. Right. Okay. Right. This is like a year. I was only there for about a year before we was already in. I don't even think it was a full year that I was there before that happened. It might have been six to eight months. Are you serious? You know I mean? Yeah. It happened quick. It happened real quick. Real wow. quick. So, you know, but the problem with me going to the malls and, you know, posting up and doing it, I'm not a very good salesman. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey yo mom let me let me holler at you <laughs> hey, hey yo like I, I could sell it to a girl like you know what I'm saying I could sell it to a that's easy I could sell it to a female but it was like when you talking about you know other dudes mm. older men older women I just and cause I'm not good like how they say the word um, rebuttal mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. how you be, right like, nah, right not good at I don't have any once you say you don't want it or once you, I'm cool. All right, they don't want it. Right. I'm not about to, like, harass. Right, right. So I was at the mall walking around. I might sell two CDs in a whole day walking around. So I wasn't that good at it. <laughs> but, but you did it. I did it. You know what I mean? And it was good about quitting my job at the time. So, shit, I got to buy it there. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, yeah, like, took the steps. So we just started grinding. And then we started uh, doing, doing the shows, which mm-hmm. was... Uh, apply for us to be able to have a platform for me to perform. Right. You know what I mean? Started doing stuff like that. And um, it just snowballed from there. Um, but during this time, in, back home, I had done a record back in Rock, back in Rochester, New York. Okay. Um, the producer of the record took it to the radio station and, you know, they started playing it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm getting, you know, I would get calls and shit like this, but I live in VA. I don't right. live in Rochester. Right. I would get calls. They're like, yeah, they played the song today. So I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. I'm thinking like, you know, they something like the local hour or shit, stuff like that. Um, so as weeks go by, like the calls are like getting crazy. Like they're calling me all day, every day. Like, bro, you're, I heard it like three times today. <laughs> like, yeah, I heard it, I heard it three or four times a day by itself. So I'm like, what? Because again, I'm not there, so I don't hear it. Right. I don't, you know, right. out of sight, out of mind. Right. I'm in, in kind of sell CDs at the mall and shit. You know what I'm saying? So it just, that even snowballed and like sooner or later the calls got crazy and then I got a call one day and it was like, um, it's on the countdown. You know what I mean? Like the, not the, the not the local hour countdown or like, you know how certain, certain right. uh, radio days have a, a slot where they do local talent. Right. That's what I thought it was. So, now I come to find out they was playing it all the DJs are playing it it was in rotation you know what I mean it was right. in every 
every DJ that was played this one of the day. ones off of DJ K Slay's mixtape at the time. <clears throat> um, put it at the end of it. Okay, he put it at the oh because the wow. song was so so it like snowballed more. It went from being number ten. A couple weeks later, it was number seven, and then ultimately it was number one. Right. In the whole city, you know what I'm saying? So it stayed number one, I want to say, for at least a month. Wow. Like, it was on the countdown for about two months. Because, you know, they got to go from 10 all the way to one. You know right. what I mean? Every week. And then once it got to one, it stayed at one for like a month. You know what I mean? So <laughs> the back home was shaking. Like, everybody everybody knew the record. Like, right. you know what I mean? It was household song. Everybody knew it. My mom would be calling me from work. Hey, your song is on the radio. I'm at work. Oh, office is in here. They love it. <laughs> All right, my <laughs> So, like, and it just really just started like that. And the song picked up and was so popular that it kind of um, opened the door for a lot of other things that came to fruition and got me to today, pretty mm, much. Yeah. Mm. So once you found That's out so- that was popping in in um new york did it trickle down to virginia or was that like because you know virginia is always late for some shit so did it trickle immediately or was it more like a okay well this is hot here and i'm gonna i'm gonna you know do these shows around that here and then once it does get here everything will be like oh like that type of vibe it was like um like that it was once, because again, we didn't we didn't do nothing for the song to be number one in in Rochester. Right, like, it wasn't like put a, a marketing package together for it, or we you, you know, ain't spent money this whole motherfucking time. Do you hear me? <laughs> I spent blood, sweat, and tears. You I spent no goddamn money. Blood, sweat, and tears. I paid for it in blood, sweat, and tears. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit, but that's yeah, all we, I'm here right now. <laughs> it, it was organic. It just picked up and just went by itself. Right. So once we did there, it was like, well, let's see. We need to get Virginia popping too. This is where we live at. Facts. So um, it played out there a few different times. I forgot what um, Norfolk State's radio station was. Hot they had 91. me up there. Yeah, Hot 91. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would go up there and, you know, they played it. They got into it. Rotation over there too. Um, I think they played it on the other station. Was it 103 or something? I think it What's was Hot other? 102.1 or something like that. Because it was, it was so many different things before it was 103 Jams. Because it was uh, where DJ Baby Drew was at. I think it was Hot yeah. 107 or Hot 102 or Hot something. That was a good yeah, one. And then that stuff. shut down. And then it was, I think it changed over to Wowie, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think. We, we dibbled and dabbled with them too, but uh, Norfolk State radio station for show held us down. Man, Norfolk State used to be the best. Like, if you didn't go to Norfolk State when you came through for your promo runs those those times, <laughs> you were missing out on so much college experience. Because I were I began working at Norfolk. I mean, at at the radio station, so I saw and listened and heard and just. You know what I mean? Like I, I saw it all. So just, just seeing that whole process, bro. Norfolk State had it on lock. They used to break so many artists, but I don't, I don't know how they are now because it's just everything over there changed. Everything over there changed. <laughs> yeah, it's way it's still, different. You said what? It's still ghetto. 
No, it's, it's not ghetto. No, it's not ghetto. However, um, breaking artists is a little bit harder than it was. Because, you know, normally you can send it in or either the DJs have the capabilities of um, mixing it into their mix shows. But I'm talking about the radio. I mean, the college itself, the Norfolk State, still ghetto. Oh, no. No, no, no. Hell no. They didn't rip, they ripped down Brown Hall. That the okay. oldest building on the on the campus, they ripped that down. Like it's it's like it looked like ODU on steroids. Like if we, if if we didn't know it was a HBCU, you would have thought it was some white some white folks and took over. Word word. Okay okay. <laughs> well yeah. So I ninety or ninety seven, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them. Got the people names, but I have they was my folks. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, we locked in with them. They started playing. Um, the song was called Addicted. Mm-hmm. Um, so Addicted first. And then they kind of, now Addicted is popping. And I ain't going to say it's popping in VA, but like it's on the radio. You know what I'm saying? Right. In New York, it's popping. So now we follow up with another single. And my second single was with Young Chris from the Young Guns. Um, I think it was called Let It Go. Yes. Yeah, I want to say. Um, that was the second one. And then we just kind of moved our way Never, I ain't gonna say moved it because I still to date I fuck with Rochester super heavy. They still support me uh, super heavy. Um, so you know, I just we just tried to add a market, mm-hmm. and we just used Virginia because that that was home for us at the time. You already know we was right. rip, ripping and running. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So um, yeah, Virginia played a big, real big part though. I, I, Virginia played a huge part in my career. Right? Mm-hmm. Real glad that I went there because it gave me a chance to kind of develop, you know, my style and, and develop the hunger. You know what I mean? To like get out there and do it so that I can take it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Cause a lot of motherfuckers ain't built for it. You know what I mean? A lot of people think they are. You could be the best singer in the world, but if you ain't built for it and built for the, you know, the leg work, it ain't going to work. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, Virginia like is responsible for teaching me a lot. Like Virginia gave me an extra layer of skin, I think. Um, just so much was transitional in my life at that time of just in so many aspects, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, right. Oh. So once you realized Lostboro Entertainment was, was, you know, taking off and they started to doing the marketing and they started y'all you all, I'm not gonna say they, you all started to do parties, events and stuff like that. How soon after um, was that? I don't know if you still have Lostboro or not, but um, how soon after did that dismantle? And then you moved to um, Cal- did you move Calif- to California right after Virginia, or was it Atlanta? Um, I moved from when I left Virginia. I moved to New York City. Oh, so you moved back to New York? Okay, right, upstate New York, where I'm from is five, six hours from New York City. Oh. New York City. You know, people here in New York State, and they think it's all New York City. Right. You know, I'm sister is the third largest city in the state. Of course, New York City being the number one largest city in the state. So, um, you know, I was up there. That's a good distance away. New York City wasn't a place that, you know, we just was at. Like, right. Out of Brooklyn. I mean, uh, we were in Rochester. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got an opportunity um, from a label out there that, you know, at, at this point we're taking meetings, you know what I mean? Because we have somewhat of a catalog, somewhat of some type of stats mm-hmm. with, you know, our tracking and all of that. We got shit to show. 
So we taking me. So, you know, we going, we went to Rockefeller. We did that in VA. We ended up, we drove from VA to New York City to go meet with Dame Dash and, and um, right. um, another meeting I remember specifically just because the, the guy had won some contest or something and the, the prize was a label did through, I think it was like Universal or something. So I remember going, leaving from VA, driving up there, all of us driving to New York City for the Universal meeting. So like we're moving around at this point. Um, so we get a, finally get a bite from this dude and he's like yo I love June shit like I just wish but closer I wish he was here to just play in Virginia you know what I mean I was here and that was all I needed to hear you know what I mean I got up out of there I might have moved a month later a month later I started looking for jobs I had had found fucking around working at Vonage I still remember I had got a job at Vonage you know what I'm saying I um, linked up with um, some other folks and got Home had a had a room for rent right outside New York City in New York City. Mm-hmm. So, oh, boom, I'm out. So in New York, I started dealing with the label, which is Epic. Um, it was through Static, which is um, a subsidiary of Epic. You okay. know what I mean at the time. And um, Cinematic was responsible for people like June Summers, okay. Nipsey, Big Crit, Joey Badass, Smoke Dizza. Um, at the time, his his main artist was Sean Kingston. Mm. So, you know, this Sean Kista was a huge artist. Right. Out. Right. And it was a big deal. So, you know, I went out there and I just started um, working with homies. I signed to their label. Um, and then I want to say within maybe three or four months is when I met the legendary late, great Nipsey Hussle. But it was just a, he, you know, he was just a regular dude at the time. Nobody knew who he was. Any tall dude from L.A. Right. Converse is shorts. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. I'm a New York nigga, so you know we just automatically were opposite. You know, what I mean, not in not in vibe or attitude, but more just like appearance and just right. You know, it was different. Right. But we hit it off immediately, and um, that's how you know that chat. That's how that all of that other stuff kind of segued into cinematic, and that's when Lost World. Uh, I wouldn't say it dismantled or dissolved. It was more or less like we moved on to the cinematic thing. And okay. We wanted an imprint with him too, but then this epic cinematic Lost World just makes it more complicated. So right. we're like, yo, and like, let's just get to it. You know, Doe's still my manager. Um, and, you know, but now we're on a bigger platform because we have a real label. You right. know what I mean? Uh, that's how that pretty kind of, you know, not dismantled, but that's how we kind of moved from Lost World into into the cinematic era. Okay. Um. And, you know, the cinematic era was dope because that's when things got, like, serious for me. Okay. I was, that's when things went from, uh, you know, doing this when I could do it or whatever to it being, like, a real major league thing. Like, mm-hmm. You know, I'm with all type of people, like, would come to the studio and, you know, it was just, um, it was good for me because, like I said, that part got me to the next part. You know what I mean? Did that did that make you move to Los Angeles after that? Once you did this, once you went through cinematic, or was how did that? How did Los Angeles like, end up coming into the picture, and then you move into Atlanta, right where you are now? So, like I said, cinematic. Nancy, me and Nancy start working on um, records and shit together all the time. We mm-hmm. go on tour together. Game, J Rock, uh, Kendrick Lamar was on that motherfucker too. Um, so 
pretty much what it was was me and Nipsey started getting real close. Like that was like a like a real friend of mine. It wasn't. It was way bigger than music. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, like I had never been to LA at this time in my life. I, LA used to sound like Africa. Like this, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like damn, y'all was in LA. What? And like that's how it used to be. So. Um, my first time going to LA, Nipsey picked me up from the airport and six wow. boats, dropping hydraulics on that shit, doing donuts and shit and all of that. So I started going out there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he said so. <laughs> started going all the time. So, uh, but during the time period, cinematic, not cinematic falls apart, but epic, the record label epic, like falls apart. Right. So, Nipsey got out, got out of his deal. I got out of mine. And pretty much anybody that was signed to Epic, it was a big loophole for you to jump out of it because right. they shit was getting fired. Like the, it fell apart. They had to rebuild it pretty right. much. So when that happened, that pretty much ended the cinematic era. Okay. Okay. So York City though, but I'm not working with cinematic anymore, okay. and neither is Nipsey. We're just linking up. Hey, bro, I got a record. Or hey, hit me. Hey, bro, I got a record. So um, I started going out there, you know, to link with to link with bro, like to record and shit like that. So, I, but I would go for like weeks. I might go for like three weeks at mm-hmm. a time. Um, and then I started. I linked with uh, Ron Artest. Okay. Um, and this, uh, he played with the Lakers. This is the championship year. Um, when I started, when I linked with Ron Artest, he had Ron Artest had a whole record label. Okay. So he had first he had rappers and all of that. So the first idea to move really came from Ron. He's like, yo, you here all the time? You might as well just move out here, G. You know what I'm saying? Like, and at the time, like, I ain't nothing holding me to, to you know, New York. Right. Like, where I'm like, oh, New York in love with New York City. I'm like, cool, I move. <laughs> Shortly after that, he planted the seed and I moved. I'm like, fuck it, I'm out. So I go out there and I probably, I ain't, I ain't live out there for long. I lived in LA for maybe like a year, year and a half. Okay. Um. Problem with LA, it just was too far away from everybody that I loved and cared about. Mm. That was not. And when you first go, you, ain't, you know, and you moving around, I'm with celebrities. You know, these niggas on TMZ. Ron is in a, a championship <laughs> with the Lake Kobe. So I'm, these niggas, I'm around these niggas every day. Right. So, you know, once that wore off a little bit, and you know, I started getting a little homesick. And at this point, I had a daughter. Oh. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, at this point, she might be like three or four. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I got a whole door. Like, I, but I'm dressing, though. Like, I'm like, damn, yo, I, I don't know if I can stay out here, bro. Like, I got to go. And I ended up dipping. Like, fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. See, I can't do this no more. Wow, I need to see my mama. I want to see my people. I want to see my own shit. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. like, because you, in L.A., like, so Nipsey might be doing something with his family or right. something, or you know, who Ron might be doing something. He had basketball practice or something, and you know, my homies that I do got out there, they might be busy too. That's right. why I'll be sitting there looking. <laughs> about Other people that I know that's here are busy. Right. And I don't have nothing. I'm just sitting here. Right. I don't know what to do. <laughs> said, Fuck that! I'm out. <laughs> Out of there. I'm like, shit. Now I'm about so you moved here. back to Rochester or did you go? No. You went. Rochester never an option. I was 
to date, I'm never moving back to Rochester. <laughs> I ain't never looked back to moving back now. So what I did, I left, and I, where did I go when I came back? I think I went back to New York City. I was just kind of moving because okay. I didn't have no house. Right. So I was just kind of living out my suitcase, for real. I'm, I'll, I might come to VA, stay in VA for a couple of weeks, a month. Then I might slip, go to New York for a little while. Then, you know what I did? I'm leaving out. So right after that, I moved to D.C., Northern Virginia, D.C., <laughs> DC in Northern Virginia for a whole year too. <laughs> I lived everywhere. You, yeah, you literally moved everywhere. So let's get yeah, to I, Atlanta where you are now because you have a current deal or um what is it, three AM? You're you're yes, with man. three AM. Can you explain a little bit about that and how you got with them or started or how who who's the owner creator? Are you the owner and creator with of that as well? Three owner. Okay. Um, and 3 a.m. stands for three anointed men, by the way. That's where that 3 a.m. comes from. Okay. Um, and my writing partner, which is uh, J-Rel. Um, you see him on my page a lot. Or we post a lot of our shit together. Our Grammy nomination, we got together. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the stuff that, a lot of the stuff we've done over the last four or five years, we've done collectively. Okay. Um, him and another guy that we worked with, too, on business, in, in the music industry just was like, yo, let's just start our own thing. You know what I mean? And start our own shit from the ground. And that's what we did. You know what I mean? And we've been up now for about three years. I want to say we've been open. Hmm. Yeah, about three years. And um, it's great. Just, you know, just having my own company and being signed to my own company. Like means anything. Like that's bigger than, than anything else. You know what I mean? Right. But, um, yeah, that's how that started. But that was kind of after, um, that was after the Grammy nomination. That was after a whole lot of placements that I that I got. You know, I do a lot of writing for other artists, but I do a lot of right. TV stuff as well. You know what I mean? Like I got, I do like Law and Order, MTV Cribs. I've done okay. songs on seven different reality shows. So after all of that, um, yeah, I need like a two hour. I need a two hour show. I yeah. got a lot. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get. <laughs> I know because we haven't even talked about the Grammy nomination. Like, we we definitely yeah. need to get you back on here, but we gonna. Well, <laughs> yeah, so much. That, that's three a.m. Cool. We've been rocking for three years now. Um, but yeah, the Grammy nom was dope. Uh, my Grammy nomination came from Music Soul Child. Okay. Uh, the, that we worked on was nominated for Best R and B Album. Um, and we wrote five songs on that album. You know what I mean? Wow. What was dope about that one is that when music came to us, he didn't want to be Music Soul Child anymore. He was being the hustle. Okay. He did a whole different, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He had a whole different. Alter ego type? Alter ego, that's the word. Okay. Hustle that was, more, that was more street. He didn't sing as much. He was really rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of auto was no harmonizing and none of that. Mm-hmm. But we ain't like that. You know, <laughs> we were so child fans. Right. You know what I mean? So it took some coercion, but, you know, after a while, we got him to eventually say, all right, cool, y'all write something that I really like, and it sounds like my first album, I recorded it. Mm-hmm. cool. We did that, he liked it, he recorded it. Did it again, he liked it, he recorded it. Before you know it, it was four, five, six songs in. So then he's like, you know, I'm just about to do an album. <laughs> so... <laughs> Y'all right. made this like, man turn back to music soul child, honey. 
that our powers on like gee, like he tells people all the time, like, nah, if it wasn't for them, like I don't even think I would be doing music shows y'all to date right now. I think he even awesome. talked about that on the eighty five South show when he was going through that transition. Probably. Of being um, mm-hmm. music soul child and the uh, the rapper, I guess, so to speak, because yeah. he, I guess, that's what he labeled himself as, and then he bounced back to uh, music soul child, the hustle. Yeah, his name was the. Hustle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. we glad you back, music. We back. <laughs> glad you back. <laughs> glad <to> be back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so you you said what I said he really, he wasn't with it though like he didn't even want to talk about music so he talked about music so child like it was a whole other person <laughs> like he, yeah I don't do so child shit no more what aren't you music like what you mean <laughs> nah nah I'm the hustle like nigga you are music <laughs> <laughs> you are music so child brother Oh like my god! We gotta yeah. get him up here to explain that, please and thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but let's get into your newest EP. Um, it's called uh, what is it called? I have it written down. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I got it written down. No hard feelings is your newest EP. You dropped it in 2020, right? Yeah, and that was during the pandemic. I did have a question about that. So, how did it did did the pandemic like? How did it help you in a sense? <clears throat> mm, the pandemic helped. Um, I think just might maybe just as far as getting my mind set right because I took a hiatus from being a, a singer. Mm. It was just writing Song for writing. like three years. Yeah, for like three years, I was tired. Like, I was tired of the bullshit. I was just tired of a lot of shit. And I was like, my love is making music. Right. So I can still have my love and not have to deal with the bullshit being an artist. You know what I mean? Um, so the significance to know our feelings was that was my first project. Oh. Back, putting out my own music. Okay. You know what I mean? After Grammy now, after I wrote for all these other people, now I'm back doing my own shit. Right. So, um, but it, it was a process because... I was so used to writing for other people. Mm. It was like I, I had to do my own song. You know Is what I mean? Like that, that time makes... you made the transition to be from being a rapper to being a singer. Was it similar to that? Uh, it was similar, but um, this was a little easier just because I knew my old sound already. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. Right. It was just how to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was too like, but I this might be good for so and so or you. Know, it was like, nah, I got to cut all that off and just, what do you want to talk about? Right. Like, what do you want to And um, so it was dope. You know what I mean? It did give me the opportunity um, just to just to work. I'm at the crib every day working. This is where I had my setup in my, um, I had my setup in my townhouse and I had it in the closet, like a walk-in <laughs> closet. So, but it was my workspace. Like, I, that's where Facts. I was. I could out, you know what I mean? So I loved it. Um, but yeah, like, uh, No Hard Feelings is, is, is definitely um, one of my favorite projects that I put out, for really? sure. Really? Out of sure. all your projects? Yeah, I think, not, not not just because, I think I've always been good at putting out good music. Mm-hmm. I think No Hard Feelings, sonically, it was good, too. Like, okay. it was all around, 
you know, it wasn't like, yeah, the songs are dope, but it's poorly recorded or the mix ain't really what it's supposed to be. Or, you know, I should have redid that. Like, right. this is all around from, you know, sonically to the actual music that you're hearing. Right. Um, really good. It's a really good body of work. That's amazing. Really good body. Do you have visuals to all of all of um, No Hard Feelings yet? Or is it just going to be no. single? Not yet. Or how you going to do it? I'm doing visuals to all of them. Okay. Um, it's, five, it's five songs, right? Yes. Okay. It's an EP. Okay. So I'm doing visuals to all of them. Um, the delay on that was the pandemic. Okay. Um, the plan was always to do a video for all of them, but, you know, the world was shut down for a year, damn near. So I'm just now getting to where I can start doing all of the videos, which I just released the first one, uh, GPA, um, a couple weeks ago. Okay. Maybe like three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago. Um, it's the first video that I've released in some time. You know what I mean? Right. But it's a dope video. Um, the second, the second single off that project I'm doing is called ABC, mm-hmm. um, but it's the remix and Benny the Butcher. Okay. Um, and me and Benny already shot the video. You know what I mean? The video's done. I just haven't put it out yet. So you know, I have two of the five already shot. Okay. You know what I mean? So um, I'm shooting the three real soon, and you know, just put them all out and uh, just keep pushing because I got a whole another thirty songs waiting. So you're going to do EP or are you going to do like album or is it going to lead up into something? I'm just going to do singles. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because how the name of the game is strings. And normally when you drop an album, motherfuckers listen to the one or two songs that they know that they like already. Like you seldomly motherfuckers going to listen to it through and through and give it a shot and then listen to it through and through every time. They're just going to spot, you know, these particular songs. So I don't want I don't want certain songs looked over Facts. just because you ain't never heard it and, you know, you like your song that you want to hear. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so I figured if I put them out as singles, um, it gives each song their own spotlight, their own time at the podium. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm just doing like that. It's just like the name of the game is strings. Um, you know, you put out an album, two of the songs on a five-song EP or something might have be heavily stringed, three of them. But there's always going to be a couple that aren't tapped in as much and that's mostly right. just because people don't know those ones because they're not singles. Right. So, you know, I want the strings. I want the eyeballs. So <laughs> I'm going to put them out. I mean, that's where the check, the check come from the eyeball. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, I'm going to put them out one by one and uh, taking my time, put out a video for each song and just trying to do things a little different because the traditional way to do, put shit out ain't, ain't the way more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, niggas don't flip both times. And now it's, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You know what I mean? Right. So, put them out as um, singles. I might flip it up and do videos first. I might do the videos first and then put out the song. I don't know. I'm just, like, play around with it. You know? <laughs> You're just seeing what, what fits at this at this point in time. Because this is your, your first thing since, you know, kind of, I don't want to say quit singing but since you 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 shifted to songwriting yeah i stepped back and i just i wasn't performing but i had no desire to like, right. i really was like i was cool songwriting right and then um it was spotify you know spotify does the wrap up right okay wrap up and out of the blue i get an email with my wrap up numbers and i did like a half a million streams without promoting nothing putting out nothing just with the stuff i've already done 
Right. I'm like, let's do a half a million streams in every country. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, like, I touch every country because it breaks it down like that. Once I started looking at the numbers, it was just like, gee, trip. Right. You know what I'm saying? You missing oh, out actually, on all this bread right here. <laughs> yeah, like, because if it's a million, would be doing nothing. I'm like, imagine if you start putting out music, putting out videos, and start, like, just increasing your visibility again. Nigga, I could push that half a million to at least 700 million, Thanks. maybe a million next year. You know what I mean? So Thanks. that's what brought me back. It was like, gee, don't leave the table full. Eat anything on the table. <laughs> Take some with leave. you. Take some with you, goddammit. <laughs> some left table the doggy bag. <laughs> nothing. You know what I'm saying? So straight up. Bring the homie <laughs> to the table. Y'all can eat too, goddammit. <laughs> That's amazing. And I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to hear that you're still, you know, interested in doing music because it is a bigger picture. It's way bigger than you. And you still have, you know, that it factor, so to speak, because you've been doing music since for a long Five. time. <laughs> it's your turn, my guy. It's your turn now. <laughs> it's a- You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he had to. Like, he ain't had no choice. (laughs) So, I look at it from, I don't know, two different perspectives. You know, when you do something, you want to be the ultimate biggest and best at it. Right. You know what I mean? Of course, you know, I want to be as big as Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? But if, you know, Lord forbid, you know, tomorrow, I I don't, I I can't continue doing music for whatever reason. Right. You know, I've done my share. You know, done my share. I've done stuff that can't nobody ever take from me. Right. You know what I mean? I've made great money doing this, and I'll my kids to make money off the shit that I've done. You know what I mean? Right. Ten years ago, they're gonna make money off that shit. So you know, I just um just try to embrace what I've done and just continue to do what I do out of love and and not out of um a, a sad achievement to feel like I achieved this and then because I've signed a major record deal. I, like, I've done all of that shit. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so, like, for me, it's just, you know, it's longevity. Like, this point, I've been in this shit for a minute, just being able to still do shit. You know right. what I'm saying? And right. Reinvent yourself it. more than once. Like, because you right. were a rapper at the beginning and I saw a Facebook, uh, uh, not a Facebook, but an Instagram post that you had with the long... <laughs> like the long shirt with the- <laughs> yeah, I used to come out there some folks used to be looking at me like I was crazy like, what the fuck is wrong with this nigga? I got the hat on I got big ass this one small change was 10 change in my belly button Jesus peace <laughs> you come a long way yeah. my guy you come <laughs> song, nigga. what you talking about <laughs> You can immediately tell. You'd be like, "Yeah, he from New York. He definitely from New York." <laughs> Wait, I walk out here. Goddamn. Oh okay, let's. <laughs> I would um normally have my guests do a sweet sixteen, but I'm just going to play one of your songs at the end of the show, um, because we have to move a little bit faster. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I'm gonna move to the top five. 
Um, top five questions, top five answers to the best of your ability. Um, it's all catered to you as a guest. Um, so let's start top five hooks you've done. Top five hooks. Yes. Um, bigger than life, Nipsey hustle. Um, all money in Nipsey hustle. Marley and me was just reached like 5 million streams on uh, Spotify, I think it was. I just got an email about that like, last week. Um, Pretty Little Thing with Styles P off the Green Ghost Project. And I want to say the last one. Um, what was the name of the song? I forget the name of the song, but me and AZ. Me and AZ did a record. It's pro- the project before his last one, I believe it is. Um, I was on his album. I did a hook on there. And it was just dope just because I grew up off AZ just being from New York and in the studio with dog working, right. you know, him going, he hear the hook, he like, yo, he's going crazy. Yeah, that shit made me feel real good. I felt good about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, top five songs we didn't know you wrote. Shit, okay, top five songs <laughs> wrote. Um, okay, uh, Humble Pie, Music Soul Child. Okay. Um, Tears Gone Bad, Mr. Probs, Grammy Award winning singer, Mr. Probs. Um, it Takes Soup, which is on several Law & Order episodes. It's on MTV Cribs, um, some chef show as well. So that's another good one. Mm-hmm. I heard that one in the background. Didn't even know y'all was listening to music because you're watching <laughs> what's going on TV. That's me in the background of the shit singing. Um, hmm, I wrote so many fucking songs. G, it'd be hard to throw this shit down. Um, you stunting on them right now. You stunting on them. <laughs> I wrote so many. Uh, uh, two more for music. Um, Heaven only knows okay. and hard liquor. Okay, that's five. Yep. Um, top five features. Um, you've gotten um, features that were on my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go with Benny the Butcher. Okay. ABC remix, which I have yet to hear yet. Be out mm-hmm. soon. I probably it's all done. So yeah, Benny the Butcher. Um, I'm going to say Hell Rail on G Thing. I'm going to say Young Chris from way back in the day with the Let It Go record. Um, on my project, uh, Q, and can't leave out the late great Nipsey Hussle. Yay! <laughs> um, all right, and top five songs to sing. Oh, top five songs to sing. Yeah, that are mine. Um, it doesn't have to be yours, but. Say that you had an audition and it was like, sing your favorite song that you either sung in church or you sung, you know, just something that you just off automatically could just go to. Um, okay. Uh, that uh, lately I've been thinking. <laughs> there it goes. Remember, it was immediate. That's that's one for sure. Okay. Um, uh, 
Love Music Soul Child. Okay. Um, I Need You Bad, Jasmine Sullivan. Okay. Um, Mary Go Round Music Soul Child. Okay. So Close, Tank. Oh, shit now. Okay, so last top five. Top five moments in your career. Top five. Okay, let's go with Grammy nomination. Yes. Um, my first tour ever with Nipsey Hussle, the gang, um, and the gang of other LA cats. Mm-hmm. Um, next would be putting out No Hard Feelings. That just came out last month. Y'all go stream that, by the way. Yeah. Um, that's definitely monumental. And my first song that I ever sold, because that's when I first got some real money off of music. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I first got. I don't, I keep forgetting this song that I know you for. Because I used to, every time I, I came across you, I would sing that song in my head or sing it to you. But I remember. It, I believe it was on the K-Slay mixtape, if I'm not mistaken. That shit had like 20 songs I on that bitch. I know, that's what I'm saying. It was just one song that I would just, I can't think. I'm going to I'm gonna find it. Because you know I have okay. I have the old, the mixtape, you know, because I posted that's- it. And I was like, look what I found. <laughs> you asked me for that. Still, I feel like, nigga, I hook you up. Tell them, tell them I got it. I got you. (laughs) I got you. Okay. So, excuse me. I had a cold. Um, but uh, fifty. Well, not fifty. No. See, I knew he was gonna say that. I knew he was gonna say that. No, it's definitely not coronavirus. But um, <laughs> it's time for exclusive access. Um, exclusive access is where you tell us something that you have not told social media, any type of media outlet, or anyone that deals with this thing called entertainment. So if you have something to drop, please drop it now. And then we're going to do our wind down, which is the question of the day and your uh, social media, your shout outs, where they can find you. Um yeah, and that's pretty much it. Okay, I got one. Very new, very very new. Um, aside from Three AM Music Group, we've also just started Three AM Films. <gasps> uh, currently producing three different shows. The first one is a reality show, which ironically I was just shooting last night. Um, we were shooting day three yesterday mm-hmm. for a show. Um, but like I said, there's three total that I'm doing, and I'm also working on a movie through three AM films that I wrote years ago, but now just being able to bring it to fruition myself through my own company. What? I mean, so Yay! exclusive access. Perfect time. <laughs> I cannot deal. Exclusive access. Yes, we got exclusive access. I'm glad I added this segment to my show because I get a lot of exclusivity, if that's a word. <laughs> I think so. That sounds right. It sounds right. It's, <laughs> so it's about that time. It we ran over time, but it's okay because it's my show and it it was a good conversation. And it's still going to have another conversation after. 
you drop these much needed visuals to your new EP, No Hard Feelings. Okay, y'all have to y'all have to tune in to that and stream it everywhere. It's on all streaming platforms, correct? Okay, awesome sauce. So give your shout out, social media, your last words, and then I'm going to ask you the question of the day. And we're going to get out here like swimwear. I don't even know if that wrong, but I tried. Um, Shout out my team, 3AM Music Group. Um, Then what else you said? It was that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, my my social media is June Summers on everything. June like the month, summer's like the season. June summers. Um, and definitely y'all fuck with me. Stream the music, um, tap in with me. Uh, I'll probably be in a city near you real, real soon. Just getting back to moving around and shit. Now the things are starting to get open, so tap in with me. Fuck and with me. Last question for me. Is that your real name? June? No. But I've been June my whole life. Okay. I'm a So when I was born they just chopped my shit and called me June. Oh. So right now, I call my mama. I'm like, June, what do you want? <laughs> like, she, like, I, everybody that knows me calls me June. Gotcha. So, yeah, you might. Okay. Gotcha. Because I always wondered. I was like, that's a good, that's a good name to have. That go, that meshes well. You know, that's a good persona, I so to speak. <laughs> I agree. That's why I added the one year, I just said, you know what? I'm about to put summers with it. Just out of the Remember blue? I, yeah, I was just June. Then one day, somebody, I think I was doing an interview with somebody. He's like, how do you want to put your name? And I was like, the dipping and dabbling with this June summers thing. And he was like, yeah, that's dope. I right, do it. That day, I've been June summer. But at first, I was just June. I never knew <laughs> This is good. This is why I love interviews because I never knew. I didn't because you know I used to think your name was June Summers the whole time. Like that's just how long I felt like. You know what? Don't yeah. you know what? Just forget about it. It's okay. <laughs> but last but not least, I like to do this thing called question of the day. Um, and it is what bothers you about the industry, and what would be your solution to fixing it. Um, the same music. You just heard, um, what's the dude's name? You just heard T-Pain going crazy. Do something else. Mm-hmm. Do something else. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, stop emulating everybody. You know what I'm saying? Imitating everything that you hear. You want to copycat every, everything. I want to hear some, hear something that's different. You know what I mean? So I think that's the biggest thing that I would like to see change. Um, and I'm going to do my part. Change it. <laughs> I know that's right, but we have come to an end, and I really do appreciate you for coming and showing love and just being a part of this show. Um, it's going to push me further, and I really appreciate it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go back, bro. Like people don't understand how long I've been in this industry, and I keep trying to explain myself, but I'm tired of that, and I'm just going to let the work speak for itself at this point. Right. You got nothing. Oh. <laughs> you said what? It won't let them niggas do their research. It won't take them long to figure it out. Hello. Tell them. You tell them. You tell them. Do their research. I miss Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? I crashed Marquita when I first met her. 
<laughs> right. And you were June when I first met you. Now you June. So, see, look, we was in the same situation. It was always cool, though. Was always I always cool. held it down. I always showed love. Like, that's what, when you get to Virginia, I think that's what it does to you in all aspects. I'm not even from Virginia. And when I came here, I was just like, it's so much talent here that it's just lacking one major thing. And whatever it right. is, I'm trying to figure it out, too. Because this thing called entertainment here is just, it's bigger than me. And I know that. And I've noticed that. So, that's one of the reasons why I created this platform to get people to see there's other things within Virginia and outside of Virginia as well. So I get so super excited when I talk about right. it. But anyways, there you go. <laughs> excuse me. I applaud. Thank I applaud. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So without further ado, um, you can follow me on my Instagram page in my SS Hollywood three one three. Tomorrow, I have another guest by the name of Bots, and that will be episode 57. If you um, like, share, and subscribe, that would be wonderful to www.allofhollywood.biz. And um, I guess I'm going to dedicate this track to June Summers. And this is No Hard Feelings, and we about to get up out this thing, y'all. Girl, admit that. Fucking my sheep. Oh, one day I'ma take her on vacation. But girl, come get it. Bring that ass under the blankets. Yeah, yeah, I'ma give you something to remember. Make it sweet. Love to you on May She feel sexy down it. She just wanna fucking lay up with a box. Make love on the top of the world. Let's do it on the stars. Ordinary niggas, and we don't give each other ordinary kisses. You're feeling different, and Gucci, ain't you, baby? These the type of sheets that you lay on when you naked. Don't be acting all sedated, ain't too pretty to turn up. Yeah, sex over the city, that's a hundred stories up. Ah, please, Lord, don't let me fall. These hoes ain't loyal at all ah, She be talking shit Smoke that cush Let her roll up out the zip It'll be a long night If the sheets could talk So many late nights Lot of oohs and eyes. Ah, Yeah, I be on that shit Got a handful of my shit Shit, me too, I spent the grip I spent the grip 
And the sheets cost more than a headboard So when you climb in, it's bad I wanna see you ride to your legs or yeah. yeah, I'ma give you something to remember Make it sweet, lovely you on handmade sheets Feel sexy down in each You just wanna fucking lay up with a pop Make love on the top of the world, let's do it on the stop To be a guest on So Hollywood the Podcast, just email So Hollywood the Podcast at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram, So Hollywood the Podcast and MISS Hollywood 313. Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgame.com. <laughs>